Welcome to Keep Canada Weird Remembers, a series that revisits strange times in Canada's strange past. Jordan, I'm a little tired of the present. It's a scary place. There's a lot going on. I kind of want to get a break and go to the past for a little bit. Okay, well, I'm ready to take you there. We're going to the 1970s, not a specific place other than Canada, but it's a specific point in time, the 1970s. I, I think it was for a lot of people a simpler time, right? And maybe that's why you want to get out of the present. Things are so complicated now. Computers, technology, the hustle Computers, and bustle. the internet. Yeah, it's just a pain. It's all it's like, so crazy. It's nuts. The 70s yeah. didn't have that stuff, right? Email, flying cars. Mm-hmm. Jetson related stuff. Yeah, it's it's complicated now. Yeah, flat TVs. Things were simpler in the 70s. And not only the way we work, the way we commute, the way we communicate with each other, the way people were scammed and ripped off was different in the 70s. We talk a lot on Keep Canada Weird about these uh, elaborate scams, people pretending to be the grandchildren using AI voices and, you know, going to their home, the old lady's home and collecting bail money or, you know, things that we get into a lot of kind of modern day scams by traveling back to the 70s. We can explore a rather fascinating uh, scam that separated a lot of Canadians from their money uh, in a very unexpected way. Yeah, are you a fisherman? Do you ever go fishing? I haven't fished since I was a very young child. Um, I was not skilled at it. Um, me and my sister would go fishing with my dad, and and I, I uh, accidentally lost a fish of hers one time, and oh. she never forgave me for that. Mm. Well, she uh, caught the she caught the fish, and she was like, "I got a fish, I got a fish," and then she put it down, and like. And I was like, I want to hold it. And then I, and we were on like a bridge, fishing over a bridge into the water. And I was like, oh, I picked it up and it wiggled and I got scared. I was like, oh, and I dropped it back into the water. The idiot little brother, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have enough experience in fishing to understand the role that a worm plays in fishing. You would take a worm, you put it on the hook, drop the hook into the water. And that's what starts the whole process of your typical recreational fishing. Mm -hmm. Well, because of that, the demand for worms, I wouldn't say was high, but people understood that, you know, if you can get a lot of worms, you could probably sell them to people interested in fishing. Some scammer from the, the United States came up with a bizarre plot to trick people into buying worm growing or earthworm growing kits as a, and it, it seems like it's a sort almost like a pyramid scheme. Listen to this news report about the investigation into an earthworm scam that rocked Canada in the 70s. Gaston Cornelie is a Winnipeg bus driver who wanted a source of a little extra income for when he retires in a few years. He and his wife Lori now spend their spare time tending about half a million worms in an old building near their house outside Winnipeg. Last fall, the Cornelies answered an ad placed in the Winnipeg newspapers by the National Worm Growers Exchange in Smyrna, Tennessee. Soon a salesman arrived and told the Cornelies there's a huge market for worms for use as bait by fishermen and other purposes. The Cornelies paid the Tennessee company $3,000 for some worms and other material to get them started in the business of raising worms. The big attraction was a promise by the company to buy all the worms the Cornelies could produce at $3 a pound. 
but shortly after, the Tennessee company went out of business, and it's being investigated by several American agencies and the RCMP. Now, the Cornelis can't get anybody to buy their worms. I got taken. I got taken for something like about $3,000. But it's a lesson, unless I can find another way out. I think there's still some market for it, but really haven't found it yet. The RCMP says there may be as many as 10 companies no. in Ontario and the West selling worm-raising kits. Even though, apparently, there are several hundred people already raising worms, and many can't find a market for their product. It's a, a get-rich-quick scheme, uh, whereby people are promising vast profits with very little work. Uh, the phrase, caveat emptor, becomes uh, very important. Let the buyer beware. There are reports that some people have lost their life savings in the worm business. There's a rumor that one couple dropped $40,000. The Cornelis say they probably will dump most of their worms in their garden. But Mr. Cornelis says he will keep some in his shed in case a market develops in the future. He still thinks he just might be able to make a lot of easy money if only somebody would buy his worms. <laughs> I love that last line. Oh, that's great. If only somebody would buy his worms. Uh, for people who haven't seen the news clip and that are just listening to the audio, uh, one part I like is they're interviewing the man, Gaston Cornelius, um, and he, he's talk, he's interacting with the reporter and answering his, the questions and whatnot, but his wife is kind of standing behind him, looking on disapprovingly the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> she should be. Yeah. It's My a, God. I did the math. Uh, $3,000 is what he's out in 1970, which equates to present day in 2023, just about $25,000. Well, there was one, what was one couple was in for $40,000, you know, that's and, and hundreds of thousands. That's a lot of money. You know, that's their life savings. It's like the phone rings, you know, it's the 1970s and man picks up the phone and he's on the phone for an hour with somebody the wife has no idea who and finally he gets off the phone and the wife is like who is that dear and he's like doesn't matter <laughs> all we need to do is get our life savings out and buy some worms <laughs> well he uh, this guy in the in the article gaston he uh he saw it advertised in the winnipeg sun i think it was it was a local newspaper it's a company in Tennessee. It was like the International Worm Growers Exchange or something. Um, then, so he he contacts the company in Tennessee, and they send a salesman to his house. Wow, that's like so elaborate. Yeah, like they have a briefcase full of like worms, and then they they set up this worm ranching. I've never heard of it. Uh, of course, they didn't make money. I don't know what he was thinking. He was he was a school bus driver who was retiring, and his his kind of side hustle was going to be buying and selling worms why would you need a kit wouldn't you just need dirt i don't know enough about growing worms i've never grown them before but like the market to me always seemed like there'd be a bait shop mm -hmm. um you know a local bait shop you know especially in the 70s and they would have some worms that they would sell to local fishermen yeah. and like when i was growing up your source for worms was always you go into the backyard and you just dig get a some hole. Worms. Yeah, yeah, we used, we used to some worms. We used to go out at night with flashlights and look around in the grass because at night when the when the when the grass is wetter, the worms will come right yeah, out of the ground. Yeah, they would come up to the surface, I guess, or something. But um I would always see when I was a kid, and still to this day, I see at the odd time. It's like they'd be like a broken piece of board, like 
you know, nailed to a telephone pole and it would just say worms and a phone number under it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that may be a kind of a Cape Breton thing. I haven't seen that in Halifax, yeah. but uh, I know what you mean. Most small towns, I think a lot of people listening are like, oh, yeah, there's like this old nut in my neighborhood who sells worms out of his yeah, shed. Yeah, it would just be some, it, it would usually be a kid, like you go to their house, like the sign would either have the phone number or it have worms and an arrow, arrow pointing yeah. down the street. And then you would drive down that street and there'll be the other half of that piece of wood <laughs> stuck into their yard that said worms. And then you would go up to the door and be like, I'm here for the worms. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. Like I, I would imagine that wouldn't be a kid. I would expect if I went to a house with one of those worm signs, I'd expect like an 80 year old man to come to the door and sell me worms. But I don't know why that's in my head. I don't think I've ever bought worms off the road side of the road from a house or knocked on a door in any capacity related to worms. Uh, you would get like, as I know people that have done it um, and you would get like, basically it would be an ice cream bucket. Um, like, you know, like an, like an empty ice cream bucket filled with dirt and worms. <laughs> this is disgusting. Is but it? It's necessary. My dad's uh, big into fishing, but he would get, uh, he would get me to go out at night, like I said, but um, it, does this sound like a pyramid scheme? Is this like the 1970s, like innocent version of a pyramid scheme? I don't know if it's technically a pyramid scheme. Or it's just, or just more, a bad investment. In a bad it's practice. just like, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're creating the illusion of a market, but you're not making, you're not signing any up, anyone up below you you know like with a pyramid mm -hmm. scheme you would start yes, from the top you're, and you're then right. they would sign up three people and those people would sign up three people and you know it would kind of build from there yeah and the only people making money are the people at the top mm -hmm. but with this it's like you give us a chunk of money and we're going to give you the this this kit essentially to to start your own worm farm and when you're ready when your worms are ready you'll be able there's a whole you know, wealth of buyers out there that will buy your worms. You'll make money. It's easy. It's a no-brainer. Just give me your life savings, and and you'll make it back tenfold in worms. Hmm. Yeah, I guess pyramid scheme is the wrong word, but I guess when, but if you go ever go back in the sixties, seventies, and you look through magazines, there's there's going to be those ads that are. It's obviously mm -hmm. like not a scam, but like somewhere between misrepresentation and false advertising. You know, and it seems yeah, like next maybe... to the it'll be next to the next to the ad that is selling like X-ray vision goggles or something. Yeah, start a worm farm. Just dial, yeah. you know, send a stamped envelope in a in a dollar twenty five mm. to you know this PO box in Tennessee. And, yeah, and you know yeah. what though, this business couldn't exist today selling these worm kits because you could just Google like how do I grow worms. And it would say like, what you need is dirt yeah. uh, and you put a worm in it and you put this chemical in and it makes the worms have a ton of babies. Like that's probably, it's probably that simple. We don't know that. Well, based on that news <laughs> clip, I saw Gaston standing next to a pile of dirt and he was just sprinkling some powder. I bet you that powder was like worm food and what else worms need? Other I don't know. These are assumptions. We should state legally. We know nothing about worms. Yeah. Do you think, could you imagine that lawsuit if someone sued the Keep Canada Weird someone podcast? Someone sued you specifically because, hey, Jordan told me I just got to sprinkle a bunch of this stuff onto some dirt and then I'd have a worm farm and then <laughs> there's a market for us and, <laughs> and I'd make easy money. Uh, come at me.
Come at um, me. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess we just did our service by warning listeners out there that not everything you read in a magazine is real. And if it sounds too good to be true, yeah, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's put a bow on this. Let's put a wormy bow on this one. Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until next time. You can fish using uh, tofu, I think, on on a... Um, on a hook. I believe my dad told me you can use tofu. So you can just avoid the whole worm industry oh. altogether. I didn't know that fish were vegan. Talk to my dad. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. 